today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Some shocking news, frankly, uh, that we got yesterday. Paramedics and emergency services are concerned after word that the province is looking at cutting 59 ambulance services down to 10. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember them talking about this during the campaign. I don't remember them talking about this over the last six months. But a, a leaked memo that somebody got eyes on, and now the government is not denying it. So... Uh, what are the implications? Well, let's uh, bring Mario Pastorero into the conversation, the president of Opsu Local uh, for this area, uh, and uh, always a welcome guest on the program. Mario, how are you doing today? Good morning, Bill. I'm fine. How are you? Well, I, I guess you you could be better. I, I, this news here is rather distressing, isn't it? It sure is. I mean, the bomb dropped Monday evening when we became aware of this leaked memo and what the intentions of the government actually were. Since then, there's been a lack of information, a lack of details, a lack of logistics, and it's creating confusion and chaos for our paramedics, our community, and obviously our city councillors as well. Let me do some math here for a second, uh, because one of the things that shocked me among, among many about this, Mario, was the municipalities. This was downloaded to the municipalities by the Harris government. We all know that. And I, I was on city council at those times, and I noticed how problematic that was and how distressing it was. Uh, subsequent governments have, have kind of divvied it up a little bit, but the, but the municipalities, in this case Hamilton, still pay the lion's share of, of, of ambulance costs. So you know, is the province going to just simply say you don't have to do that anymore? Are we going to continue to pay but not have any say in how this is going to be done? Well, those are the open questions, and, and, yeah. and you're correct. You remember 1998, 1999, when I and my executive came to visit you and other city councillors, when Mike Harris, and at that time he was also known as Mike the Knife, if you recall, yep. he downloaded the provision of ambulance services to the municipality. And at that time, the municipality had three options at its disposal. It could have kept the service status quo. It could have put out a request for proposal. Or it could have taken the service in-house, which it did based on the evidence. That was the best decision that occurred at that time. So since then, there's been various commentary from different governments, but the, the fact that this government has moved with ferocity and aggression in other areas leads us to believe that there's a possi- possibility that this is just a veiled plan to merge and then privatize again. Don't have that information, unfortunately, the lack of consultation, in spite of the government's pat taglines, to the contrary, have created this, this fear and chaos that uh, reigns right now. We don't have all of the information. But what they say is not what they do. They have not consulted, and they have not, and this will not improve care and reduce duplication. These are taglines that they're using to convince the community and the public that perhaps changing or amalgamating the ambulance service is going to result in increased savings to the taxpayers. Don't see it. This is a classic case of shoot first, aim later. There's no plan, there's no detail, and we're all confused as to what the next next play is, Bill. Well, the problem I've got with a number of these decisions, and this is the latest one in this in this list now, Mario, is it seems as if the, the mandate and, and the, the, the end game here that the, this government is playing is, is not can we make this service more efficient, uh, it's how can we make it cheaper. And 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 there, I'm sorry, there's a disconnect there. If you're going to get cheaper, you get what you pay for in, in life and certainly in government services. And if they think that they're going to just save a ton of money here, you know that's going to mean service reductions. It has to. It, it either has to result in service reduction or moving this this whole model to the private sector where you're just shifting 
dollars and profit motive becomes the bottom line. Money will be taken out of the system. It will go into the pockets of private operators. Been there, done that, did not work, got away from it. But, you know, the government is purporting to improve care and reduce duplication. We don't have a duplication problem. We have a demand problem, and it's driven by demographics and an aging population who use our service three times more often than the non-elderly. Unless he's got a plan to stop people from aging, emergent ambulance service is not the answer. Well, again, I don't understand why there hasn't been any consultation. Uh, The the Ministry did respond. I know you know this, Mary. I just want to pass it on to our listeners. Uh, The Ministry of Health confirmed on Tuesday that, yes, they are considering this. They don't have any details on it. But here's the quote. No paramedic in Ontario will lose their job, a spokesman said. Now, let me ask you something. Later on in the show today, uh, we're going to be talking with Harvey Bischoff, who's the president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. And the reason we're bringing Harvey back on is because the Ford government made that promise, too, with their education reform and said, don't worry, nobody's going to lose their job. Thousands of teachers at borders right across the province have now received notices that said you're probably not going to be working in September. So how do you, how do you reconcile what they're saying with what they're doing? Well, there's a trust problem, obviously, Bill. What they say is not what they do. You know, they have well-rehearsed taglines that don't really hold up. You know, they're going to increase service while saving taxpayers money. They will consult to see if they can deliver care more efficiently. We don't have an organizational integration problem. We have a capacity problem within our hospitals. It's driven by a lack of long-term care and community resources. It puts pressure on the emergency departments and our service, and it results in highway mess. The province this, owns this problem. Emerging ambulance services is not the answer unless they have a different agenda. There's a lack of trust here. What they say is not what they do. Well, and we have to understand and try to find out anyway how this is going to roll out. I mean, this is now what the government is, is, they didn't talk about this, but now that this is out, of course, now they're trying to backtrack a little bit and say, oh, no, this was all part of this uh, this healthcare reform that we were talking about. Well, they didn't talk about that at the time. Uh, they didn't mention that at all. And and there were enough people concerned about what they did say about health care reform because apparently they're blowing all these boards up like Cancer Care Ontario and everything, and they're going to have this one great big super board that's going to dole out health care for the province. Uh, and I guess that's going to be a more efficient system. They say it is anyway. Um, but that means there's going to be no local input at all. And you and I have talked about this in the past. You can't, if you're sitting in an office in Toronto, you can't dictate how ambulance service should operate effectively in Hamilton or Sudbury or any place else. I mean, there's got to be some local input there. Well, there has to be. I mean, there's, there's so many unknowns here, there's so many open questions. Is there intent to really privatize this? Is it to download it further to municipalities, to upload it? Not really sure. Lack of detail, of course, lack of information as a result of a lack of consultation has created this, this circumstance. But their initial tagline was that they intend to integrate emergency health services into Ontario's health care system. Now, that was the pat line, but never was there any reference to emergency ambulance services from 59 to some arbitrary number being 10. Really don't get how that's going to save money unless this is really a veiled plan to merge and then privatize. Well, which, by the way, that super board has the power to do now, according to the legislation that the uh, the Ford government has introduced. Uh, they, they say they don't have any plans to do it. Then, But my question then is, well, then why is it in the legislation? It, well, they, you know, it, it, this are, these are dog whistle calls to their, you know, to their business friends, quite honestly. And I, and I hate to be blunt, but, you know, they, they can decide to do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. They've got a mandate, as it stands now, for this term, 
And the way he's moved with ferocity, as I, as I said, and vigor in other areas, I think should be a telltale sign of what he's likely to do here. You, know, you predict the future by looking at the past. The very current past has not been in our best interest. It has not been in the best interest of educators and students. And I think this just might be one more area that he decides to move into, potentially privatize, and obviously cut dollars from the system, from the patients, from the paramedics, from the service, and put in the pockets of others. And that's, that's concerning. Mary, some of the stuff you and I have talked about over the years, uh, some of the challenges facing the city when it comes to ambulance service. Uh, and I think finally, City Council, after a little bit of prodding from from myself and certainly from you and 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 your executive, I, I think they grasp the problem now that there's a staffing problem. Uh, there's there's a a, a a vehicle problem. You don't have enough ambulances on the road. You don't have enough staff for those. Uh, that's part of the problem. Then, of course, as you mentioned, there's the hospital problem themselves, which the, the, the past government tried to throw money at, and it hasn't really worked effectively. Uh, if they decide that they're going to merge these and go on down to 10, are you confident in any way, shape, or form that you're going to be able to address some of the issues that have been ongoing for the last eight, eight or 10 years here? Absolutely. Our ability to reach and touch and communicate with our city councilors will be a, a thing of the past. It will fall under one large agency, and I'm just basing that on what I hear. I don't even know what this agency is going to look like, what their mandate will be. But I can probably surmise, based on what I've seen thus far, it will not be positive. It will not be in the best interest of the patients, the service, of the community. We've got concerns here. And the way they've moved on this and the sneakiness within which they've actually pursued this without even announcing it within their budget document is a concern. And we have to challenge them as aggressively as we can. The problem here is we're not sure what they're going to do other than making some change and merging the number of ambulance services into an arbitrary number. We're not really sure what's next. Again, there's a lot of concerns because of the lack of information. We need more information, and hopefully we can attack the issue. Well, then you can have a fact-based presentation to try to work with this. But right now, you don't know where you're supposed to go. Do you go back to city council? Maybe not. That may not be their jurisdiction anymore. Uh, do you go to Queen's Park? Good luck with that. You'll probably be one of about how many thousands that are going to be going there saying the same thing, that, hey, it's not working for our community. Uh, this this could be problematic. I mean, listen... <laughs> This is, let's throw the, the big word out there that nobody wants to talk about. This is the same as amalgamation. That's what they did back in, at the turn of the century. Did this to the city of Hamilton, of course. Said it was going to save millions of dollars. And how'd that work out? And, and, you know, so please show me where what they're proposing to do is going to make for a more efficient and, and a more cost-effective system. Well, show us, and also show us what problem you're trying to solve. Because as I stated, we have a demand problem. And it's driven by our demographics and aging population, all the data supports, especially in Hamilton. We have a larger percentage of the elderly than other comparable communities. Now, again, unless you've got a plan to stop people from aging, I don't see how, you know, a super agency is going to deal with the increased call volume. There's a demand there. We just need the resources to meet the demand. We've got some concerns about how they're approaching it, but I think what's evident in the past, in the recent past, you know, they haven't been consistent with what they say it's what they do and what they do is much different than what they say we've got some concerns here but what is unique and i, I guess advantageous at this point is both the unions the frontline workers senior management amo association of Miss of ontario and our city councillors seem to be on the same page so hopefully we can work in tandem to address this issue bring some clarity uh, perhaps challenge some of the assertions challenge some of the decisions that perhaps haven't been made 
and they want to make, and hopefully we can arrive at, at some place where we have as close as possible to what we enjoy right now. This is the best model for our community. It's the best model for our taxpayers. It's the best model for our paramedics, Bill. Well, it is, and, and it's not perfect, obviously, and, and you brought those those imperfections to everybody's attention uh, as they have arisen, and the city's, I guess, doing what they can. I mean, they'd, I'm sure they'd love to be able to do more, but you know, there's a concern here of finances, obviously. Uh, but I don't see that any of that stuff that you talked about is going to get addressed by a wide body, a big provincial body. Uh, I mean, if, if they were to do this, I mean, just let's get into the hypothetical for a second. Uh, they knock this down to just 10 as, as opposed to the existing structure that you've got right now. Uh, who's in charge? Uh, you know, where's where's the head office? I mean, who's calling the shots? Is somebody from, from, from Oakville going to be calling the shots as to how ambulance service is supposed to work here in Hamilton? I mean, it just se- it seems bizarre. It seems bizarre. It's not workable. But perhaps they don't want it to work. Perhaps this is a way for them not to have it work, and they can then evolve to perhaps a different plan. I mean, yes, our, our existing model has challenges, and it's based on resources, and some of those challenges are as a result of the provincial government not appropriately funding hospitals, long-term care beds, which puts pressure on the ambulance service. But at least we have a forum to bring our issues to city council through the budget process. There's enhancements. I'm happy to say there's an enhancement coming forth over the next uh, actually couple of weeks. We're getting an additional vehicle. That's good news. But there's a process. We put forth the information put forth the data, council listens, and decisions are made. That's acceptable. But they're connected to the community. They're connected to the patients. They're connected to the service. This is all of ours together. You put this in front of an agency somewhere, there's going to be a disconnect, and the ability for us to communicate and, and advocate, lobby, will be gone. This will be decided by Ford and his team through some ideology of efficiency through a reduction in the number of ambulance services uh, replaced with 10 teams, super agencies. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's, it's nothing but a shell game, and it's intended to take the eye off, eye off the ball and, I believe, move in further into, into privatization. Look at history. That will predict the future. I'm concerned, Bill. And so are our paramedics and our service. Well, as I th- the community is too, and as you said, the, the mayor's outraged. I mean, everybody's on the same page here. So I, I know there's probably going to be some more details coming down here. But uh, as to the idea we had yesterday that this was just speculative, now the ministry said, no, this is probably going to move forward. So uh, you and I are going to talk a lot more about this in the future. Mario, thanks so much for this today, though. Thank you for the opportunity, Bill. Have a good day. You too. Mario Posterero, the course president of the uh, ambulance uh, associate, and this is this is the crazy thing about this. I mean, the paramedics have gone through, you know, a, a lot of hard work here to try to get the message out there about how difficult it is. And city council's on side with them now. So it costs a million dollars. He just mentioned there's a new unit going on the road in a few weeks. Uh, costs about a million bucks to do that. Do you really think a super body, a provincial body, is going to make that kind of commitment when they've got other places looking for the same kind of money or less money, really? It's uh, it's strange. We'll continue to follow that story, though, and bring you the details as they uh, they occur. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.